And here we go yet again, people. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. This is your alternative to the BBC, only I call it the bullish Bitcoin channel. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget to smash that like button. Don't forget to share this where you're listening or watching. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, it is the 4th of December 2023. Can you believe we are in the final month of this year? And then whether it happens in December or January, maybe all hell is going to be let loose with ETF approvals. I don't know. No crystal ball here. No um, predictions. It's just like what an exciting time to be alive uh, right now. If I can just get the preliminaries out of the way, do your own research, people. No financial advice here. You're not going to find it, so don't come looking for it. I would also encourage you, if you're going to do that research, check out these links, these QR codes, these websites, because at UK Bitcoin Master, over 600 videos. At Bitcoin Interviews, over 80 interviews with some of the greatest minds in the space. And to give you a little bit of an insight, there'll be another interview added to that um, on Thursday. So do come and join us on Thursday. But for now, we need to get on with this show. I'll beat the drum yet again. Not your keys, not your coins. If you are leaving any coins on exchanges, I'm telling you the, co the coins belong to the exchange and not to you. We've seen how they're clamping down. Wallet of Satoshi now uh, have had to remove its app from the App Store in the US because I'm assuming regulatory pressure. Um, that's going to come all around the world, unfortunately. There's nothing we can do about it. But you need to learn to use exchanges. If you're looking at a phone wallet, things like um, Moon Wallet, things like um, Mutiny. Um, there's another one, Phoenix Wallet. These are fantastic wallets that you can use that self-custody your coins. But, you know, all the data is showing that if you leave your coins on exchanges, there's a chance you'll lose them because most people, the data shows now, they are removing their coins from exchanges. So get your coins off. Very quickly, I would encourage you all to go into the show notes right now and click on the link tree link that will take you here. All my social media links are there, so I encourage you to go there because I've already had this channel taken down once, and who knows when that may happen again. For no reason whatsoever, I lost my channel. It took absolutely an age before I finally got it back up, but until I did get it back up, uh, I went live at UK Bitcoiner, which you will find in those links. And I then had my continuity. So I would encourage you to go into the show notes and check out my other social media. Now, talking of social media, I absolutely love this Orange Pill app. And if you're not on it, I would encourage you to get on it. If you're asking why, Go back a couple of weeks, three or four episodes ago, I interviewed the CEO and founder of the Orange Pill app, Matteo Pellegrini. And one of the questions was, well, why should we join this app? Is it another an app for, you know, harvesting our data, etc.? Go and watch that video and you'll understand why Orange Pill app is so important because we're building the social layer uh, which is the glue that holds this together and you want to get on it. Now, if you want to get on it and try it out and then get 10,000 sats for doing so, 
then obviously in the show notes, use my link and you'll find that there. And then once you register and you, you know, get a subscription, try it out for one month or a year or whatever you choose, then you're going to get those 10,000 free sats. But again, don't listen to me. Listen to somebody that is all over this. And that is one of the advisors, Natalie Brunel. BTC Sessions is on there. Knut's Phantom's on there. Um, uh, Safer, Dr. Saferdina Moose is on there. Amongst a handful that I can think of right now. But listen what Natalie's got to say. I'm so excited to share that I have joined Orange Pill app as an advisor. If you haven't downloaded this app yet, you are missing out on connecting with Bitcoiners in your area. The Orange Pill app is building the social layer for Bitcoin and helping to create opportunities for in-person connections and community building. You can create a profile and you will see lots of familiar faces there. And then you can search for Bitcoiners or Bitcoin events based on your location. I am geotagged in my home base, St. Louis, and I'm super grateful because the Orange Pill app has helped connect me with Bitcoiners in my new city. So come join us, download the Orange Pill app and head to theorangepillapp.com for more information. Yeah, forward slash UK Bitcoin master is what I would suggest. <laughs> uh, so... In terms of the show, um, I recently watched an incredible interview uh, that I've decided to take several clips from so that you can get an idea of why you should be bullish, what you should consider, etc. Now, before I run that video, I'm going to go back to the desktop because earlier today, no, earlier today, it was a couple of days ago now, silly me, um, there was something came out that I thought really, really got to, you know, put this out on the channel. And that is the fact that if I go to the desktop, you know, we thought the FUD was over, but the FUD is not over and the FUD is not going to go away. And on the BBC News app, okay, all of a sudden you've got this. Every Bitcoin payment uses a swimming pool of water, like bizarre. Every Bitcoin transaction uses, on average, enough water to fill a backyard swimming pool, a new study suggests, which is misleading in itself. That's around six million times more than is used in a typical credit card swipe. Alex DeVries of, oh, crikey, Vigery University in Amsterdam calculates. Sorry if I butchered that. The figure is due to the water used to power and cool the millions of computers worldwide that Bitcoin relies on which is lots of Amazon Web Services. Anything that uses computing power uses water, a particular water, to cool it from what I can gather. But all of a sudden, they're picking on Bitcoin yet again, which drives me mad. It says, and it comes as many regions struggle with freshwater shortages. This is just another FUD article, but it goes on. The main reason Bitcoin uses so much water is because it relies on an enormous amount of computing power, which in turn needs huge amounts of electricity. Bitcoin is so power hungry, it uses only marginally less electricity than the entire country of Poland, misleading again, according to the figures from Cambridge University. You've only got to go to the Bitcoin Mining Council with all their studies that shows that Bitcoin uses something like less than 1% of the total energy on planet Earth. But they keep spinning these narratives and it drives me insane. You know, I watch these, I learn it, but I sometimes can't deliver it on shows like this as effectively and fluently as 
maybe I should, but it is what it is. So go and find the article and read it and then go to the Bitcoin Mining Council and understand where we're at with all of this. So I added this in um, as a precursor just before I started to break down um, the video. So, you know, the, the FUD drives me mad. But as the thumbnail says, you know, Bitcoin's going to win. Without a doubt, it's going to win. But we are still in the early stages of then they fight you. So you just got to keep that in mind. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. So on to the video. Okay, I when I got into Bitcoin in 2017, um, I found a channel that was about trading. And this guy seemed to know his stuff. And I actually thought that I needed to learn charts and TA and all that stuff. I very quickly realized that I didn't need to learn that stuff. But so I registered or, or got his email, his newsletter, and nearly paid for one of his courses. Glad I didn't. But that said, he seems to have a lot of respect in the Bitcoin community um, because the people that were um, on the um, on this podcast – you know, they actually, you know, when you watch the whole podcast, they, they called it out that, you know, um, um, you know, you're a good guy and, you know, you sort of get it and you sort of uh, understand it. So I, I thought that was pretty good. Now, the people in question are British Hoddle and Brad Mills. Now, if you don't know who they are, you need to go and do some research on who they are, because British Hoddle is really outspoken in terms of why Bitcoin, why everything else is a rubbish coin, etc. So in this first segment, and I've made a few notes here so that I don't miss anything out, um, British Hoddle is asked a question by Chris, okay, and he's asked about altcoins. What's his view on them, etc.? Do any of them have any use cases? You'd catch that if you watched a full interview. And he responds and he starts the video off and he said, look, I want to be fair, I really want to be fair and give a proper answer, uh, you know, and say there are some good projects out there. But he said, I can't. He said, because everything out there is a scam except Bitcoin. I'll let him go into that. And he says, over the years, these new projects, they, they appear, they're going to be the next Bitcoin killer. They're going to be the next number one coin. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And I've seen it. I, I can't remember. There was one called IOTA. There was EOS, EOS, and where the heck did they go? And they were going to be the killers, and and they're gone, you know? Um, so, and then he finishes up with, you know, most of these people, and I don't know why he says ex excluding Vitalik, will probably end up going to jail. So let's run this first clip by American Hoddle, just so you get an insight into the type of... Um, podcasts that I watch to learn and to build my resoluteness and my strong hand Bitcoin um, mindset. Have a listen. Yeah, see, this is the <laughs> thing. I, I want to give you an answer that's like, well, you know, Chris, there's a few things that are, you know, actually, I mean, this project and that project. And I oh, and by the way, he used some expletives. So there's a few beeps in it. <laughs> I want to I want to come off reasonable, right? But the truth is that would be a lie. And it is all scams and it's kind of hard to believe that it is all scams but it is there's 26,000 cryptocurrencies and literally all of them are scams except for bitcoin it's kind of like monotheism right it's like it, there's one god whatever whichever god you believe in that's the one god and all the other gods are scams that's a lot what it's like in bitcoin and what we've seen is that 
over the years, the new coins, they pop up, they, they become a top 10. They have a lot of promises. Then the founder goes to jail. Then a new, a new bunch pop up. They have a lot of promises. They become a top 10. Then the founder goes to jail. I mean, how many times do you want to watch that story play out where you go, you know, oh man, I bought a blue chip cryptocurrency. It's going to the moon. And then your guy that you bet on goes to jail. A lot of people <laughs> thought Sam Bankman Fried was the smartest guy in the room. A lot of people thought Do Kwan was the smartest guy in the room. A lot of people thought CZ was the smartest guy in the room. A lot of people think Vitalik Buterin is the smartest guy in the room. None of it is true. All will go to jail eventually. Maybe Vitalik will, you know, remain unscathed, but everyone else is going to jail. So, you know, this guy, when you watch him on podcast, my goodness, he seems to know his stuff. Now, he hasn't got a magic wand like anybody else, but he most definitely does know his stuff. He's on this next clip where he says, you've got to be ready for another event uh, that tanks Bitcoin. He said, and, and even maybe two or three more 50% plus drawdowns. That's what Bitcoin does. And if you haven't, if you don't have that strong hand and you're not there yet, you need to get there. And he says, when you try to trade Bitcoin, is an important one that I have picked up over my years in Bitcoin. He said, when you try and trade Bitcoin, he said, um, if you are out of the market during just 11 days, you miss out on most of the upward gains. And that, so don't trade. And this has been said time and time again by other podcasters. You know, if you're out of the trade for 11 days, most of the gains you will miss. And then he talks about, you know, only the strong will survive. So let's have a listen um, on that one, shall we? I think we're probably, you know, yes, the price went uh, it's up over 100% over the last year. But we're probably still 24 months out from a Bitcoin all-time high, right? Now, things are going to pick up, you know, between here and there. And, you know, they're going to get more bullish as we go, et cetera. And that's probably likely. Um, but don't be surprised if there is some big event where Bitcoin takes another 50% nosedive. And probably in the next 24 months, it might take three 50 percent nosedives. <laughs> like Bitcoin is really volatile. And, you know, you, you just... If you're trading it and you're positioned off sides, you're going to get totally wrecked. And also, again, when you think about trading Bitcoin, uh, something like 90% of the Bitcoin returns come on 11 days of the year. So if you're not invested in the market on those 11 days, you are not making the same returns as everybody else, right? So people that are hodling their Bitcoin, just buy and hold, they're in for the whole 11 days. People that are trading... You know, yeah, you could you could be off sides on one of those days. Right. So just consider what you're the forces you're playing with, because, you know, you're playing with something that's very volatile and it's yep. very difficult to trade and only the strong are going to survive this game, you know. Only the strong are going to survive this game. I believe that, you know, we've all got our own beliefs on, you know, whether Bitcoin is out there on its own, whether there are some use cases, etc. But I love what he says. Only the strong will survive. There are people out there that are clever and they think they can trade this thing and time the markets. You will never time the markets on this thing. You just won't. And then when you look, you know, that, you know, in the bull market, if you are out of the market in those 11 days, Wow, flipping neck. Now, Chris Dunn comes in. He's the, he is the, um, it's his channel. And he comes up with a really good point. And he says, all the data clearly shows that Bitcoin is the best performing asset 
on planet Earth. And he says, I just cannot work out why many of some of the smartest investors in the world just don't get it um, with all the data is out there. And he finishes up and says, you know, there are just some people that they simply just won't get it. And it is what it is. Let's listen in. You know, there's several metrics. When you look at all of them, it's like Bitcoin now has a decade plus showing that it's one of, if not the best performing assets yeah. in the world. And so I'm confused at anybody in the investing world that's like still saying Bitcoin's going to die or it's a scam. It's like, how much data, how much evidence do you need that this isn't going anywhere and it just continues to be a magnet for investor capital? It's just, I don't know. Some no, people totally. just won't ever get it, but... Some people just won't ever get it. And that is the case. And I've experienced that over the six and a half years that I've been in this. You can beat the drum. You can talk to people around you and keep talking to them. And they just never get it. And that is why I always say that those two to five percent of early investors in anything, they're open minded enough to delve in take a risk. And it's the risk takers that ultimately, let's use the word win. And I believe that those of us that are involved in Bitcoin right now are going to be the winners in the future. And that is so exciting, people. So stay with it. Just so exciting. Okay, this next clip. So we've heard from uh, British, uh, British Hoddle. We've heard from American Hoddle. We've heard from uh, Chris Dunn, the show host. Now let's hear from Brad Mills. And, you know, I've heard of Brad for many years, but I've never sort of dug in and, and followed him until this podcast. So it goes to show you that it is worth watching these podcasts because all of a sudden you get an aha moment where you pick on somebody up on someone else that's really clever. Now, the whole of the interview, which is over an hour, you hear Brad's, Brad's take on things. Absolutely superb. I've taken a few clips. There's two clips that I want to share with you from Brad, but he is definitely worth somebody worth, somebody worth following on Twitter. So in this first bit, he says he breaks down all the value currently being held in the world from gold to property or real estate and everything else, and how much of that will leak into Bitcoin. And with that in mind, he feels we could see Bitcoin rise a couple of hundred to a couple of hundred thousand dollars per coin, even in a global depression. A lot of people saying, you know, global depression, you know, it will take down Bitcoin with it. Maybe it will. But his thesis says that even in a global depression, Bitcoin could still go to one or two hundred thousand dollars a coin. And if and when it does, it will absolutely melt faces off. Let's listen in to Brad Mills. Well, I'm trying to. Here we go. Right now, Bitcoin's market cap is something like Love the, the total value of all Bitcoin is like 700 billion or something like 500 billion, whatever it is. All the gold in the world is worth 10 trillion. All the real estate in the world, something like 80 trillion. And even if you're just, I was looking at the Federal Reserve's, uh, you know, the Fred, you can go to the, the Fred and look at, you know, households, how much wealth is held by American households. Um, real estate is pretty massive and stocks are something like $20 trillion on the balance sheet of American households. That's just Americans. So you think that, 
you know, and that's down 30% from the highs already. So all of this store value premium is leaking out of things that are not supposed to be held as stores of value. Historically, if you look at the charts of PE ratios for the last like 70 years, we went to this point in 2021 where we hit the peak of the valuations of stocks as a, from a PE perspective. And historically, you know, Jesse Felder talks about this all the time with the everything bubble. Historically, when you get PE ratio spiking in the, in the stock market, it means that everything is overvalued and it's going to come down. Well, not only did we hit that peak, but we then doubled it. So because of the $10 trillion in stimulus that they did during COVID, it went haywire in 2021. Everything went overvalued by like a factor of at least 2x what it was previously relative to other bubbles in U.S. financial history. So U.S. households, even after a 30% drawdown in equities and bonds and things like that, still have about $15 trillion of excess value on their balance sheets. Bitcoin's total market value is only about 500 to 700 billion. Looking at it on the world stage, in a global recession or a depression or whatever, Bitcoin as a fundamental asset, as a hedge or whatever you want to call it, as a as a as a diversification, a concentrated diversification, whether it's one percent or five percent, as people start to realize what they own is overvalued and they slowly diversify into Bitcoin. We could see Bitcoin rise to a couple hundred thousand dollars per coin in a global depression. So th this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I've been reading a lot about the depression. I've been reading a lot about previous historical bubbles in Japan and even in the U.S. with the in the 90s with the derivatives. And I just keep kind of like initially I was a kind of like doomy about it. I was like, Shit, man, when this recession really hits. I'm going to have to be prepared for another 50 percent drop in Bitcoin, maybe another 70 percent drop in Bitcoin. But I'm starting to realize as my beard grows that, <laughs> man, I, Bitcoin's, Bitcoin could survive and thrive in a global uh, yeah. depression. And that would be the ultimate sacred cow slaughter for all the like haters of Bitcoin and even all the people in Bitcoin who sold too much Bitcoin because they're trying to hedge against another 70% drop in Bitcoin because the macro conditions are so bad. So, yeah. you know, that's one big thing I think that could melt I, face. I, I think. That is one thing that could melt faces. Now, I'm going to just caveat again with none of us have got a crystal ball. I just listen to these people that are real Bitcoin OGs that are deep down the rabbit hole, that are doing all this research, that are at the coalface. And it makes me think, you know, these are the people that help me to believe that I'm in the right place at the right time. And that's why I watch all these podcasts. I know most of this stuff. It's stored in here, but being the UK Bitcoin master and ex-truck driver, I sometimes cannot get it fluently out of here on a show, but I do my best, people. Uh, one last thing from Brad. Okay, let me scroll up so I can read it. He said he was very well aware back in 2021 how many of these crypto scams would collapse holding bitcoins in their treasuries and being so liquid that they would have to sell off their bitcoin which in turn would tank the bitcoin price but he kept buying even bought the top around 69k and now he's just holding as he's convinced that bitcoin is going to a million dollars final segment let's have a listen i'm i'm excited i've been you know since 2021 you know i i i was very aware of the problems with crypto going to cause a, a lot of collapse in 
you know, the, the a lot of these guys were holding Bitcoin in their treasury. And I knew that like Bitcoin is the most liquid thing that they're going to sell first and they're going to blow up and it's going to take Bitcoin down. So when Bitcoin was like in the 60K range, I was pretty like nervous and out there saying like Bitcoin's probably topping here. I mean, I'm going to keep buying. I'm gonna, I bought the top, but I was very convinced it was a bubble, a crypto bubble and the crypto bubble is going to blow up and that was going to drag Bitcoin down. So I was... I feel like I've got a good read on the markets over the last few years because I've learned so much and I've made so many mistakes. And uh, I I don't know, like at this point, I I know it's stupid, but I, I'm just buying and holding Bitcoin and I'm not trying to think where the top is going to be because eventually I think it's going to a million dollars. Eventually, I think is going to a million dollars. Now, again, you know, that's oh, hang on a sec. That's just his thoughts. You know, no one knows, do we? But the data, all the data, if you look at anything that is a new technology, uh, something that's new and adopting, the iPhone, the iPad, what, whatever it might be, the computer, you look how everything eventually goes parabolic upwards. We've seen it with the internet as well. And we are so early in this. I believe if you look at a hockey stick going upwards, we're just about turning off the bottom and there's something majestic coming. Now, again, I will use uh, the great Rocky Palumbo's quote. He always talks about the, the Bitcoin trifecta. I'll add one more in, but a trifecta is where you've got the ETFs that are going to be approved at some point, uh, all converging together. You've got the Bitcoin halving coming up. Um, you've got um, the money printer is going to have to be turned back on. And that is always good for risk on assets like Bitcoin. Um, and then obviously you've got the US election coming up at uh, the end of next year. So put those four things together and you could have something absolutely mind-blowing and epic happen to the Bitcoin price. So think of those 11 days, people. You really don't want to be out of the market. Okay, as always, a few tweets to start to wrap the show up. Let's go back over to the desktop again. Whoops, I don't know whether you can see that. There you go. Should better see that. Um, this guy here, this Joseph, I don't even know how to say that second name. But, you know, six years ago on this day, a couple of days ago, it was Bitcoin price, $9,972. Uh, Bitcoin ought to be outlawed. This is just a bubble. Nobel Prize winner, Joseph Stiglitz, I think you say that. Again, I said this on the previous show. Don't listen to these people. Do your own research. Critical thinking is key if you want to get the right signal and the right information. You got this. I'll call her a woman. Just in, my son ignored my advice and invested in cryptocurrency. It wasn't much, but he lost around 60%. Let me stop it there. He lost it if it was a scam um, company went down. FTX, etc. right? He didn't lose it if that company didn't go down. He only lost it on paper and these assets are volatile. So that's the first point. So when I then had another talk with him about it, he reluctantly accepted that I was right, says European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde. She has no clue, absolutely no clue what she has just done by saying these words to her son if and only if he listens to her and doesn't do his own research, 
do your own research always. If he isn't a critical thinker, and if he doesn't take a step back and go, well, my mum is uh, the European Central Bank president, so maybe she's got a vested interest in cryptocurrencies not gaining any type of momentum. So critical thinking, absolutely crucial. This woman hasn't got a clue, in my opinion. Walker of America tweeted, for young people who rightly feel that the deck is stacked against them, Bitcoin is your chance to beat the house. It is the only truly asymmetric bet you can make and 99% of the world isn't even at the table yet. That is the point here, people. Most of the world have heard the name, either don't understand it, they've listened to the mainstream media narrative and they think it's some kind of scam and they're staying away from it. So if you are in Bitcoin right now and you are stacking, give yourself a monster pat on the back because you are part of the early adopters in this thing that's going to change the world. Stefan Levera, he's been on my uh, live streams. Go to bitcoininterviews.com and see him. Think about how few people actually hold a meaningful amount of their net worth in Bitcoin and continually accumulate it as savings. That number is easily less than 1% globally, which is 80 million people, likely less than 0.1%, 8 million people out of 8 billion. Oh, my Lord, people, that's how early you are. Not that Elon. I've met this guy in person. He's from the UK. My wife, this is tongue in cheek, by the way. My wife led next to me. What are you thinking about? Me envisioning my consciousness as the sole keeper of my Bitcoin seed, transforming me into an impenetrable self-governing fortress, mirroring Bitcoin's resilience in the realm of thought. My wife. No, no. I, <laughs> I think that is that is so indicative of most Bitcoiners that are deep down the rabbit hole. So that's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek tweet that I thought I would share with you. I thought it was funny. Uh, anyway, Luke Broyles, great guy, really making strides on Bitcoin Twitter. The most exciting and devastating part of Bitcoin adoption for most people is going to be speed. People don't really understand how quickly various polit political currencies could evaporate and how dramatically Bitcoin escalates that rate of change. Slowly, then all at once. How many times have we heard this before? Slowly, slowly, and then all at once. Okay, just a quick interlude because I want to promote the sponsor of this show, The Best of Exmoor. If you love luxury holidays, you've got to check out this website, people. This is a UK holiday resort index, for want of a better word. 200 beautiful luxury cottages, some with sea views, some in the country, many of them pet friendly. This is, I connected with this guy a couple of months ago. And I thought, yeah, I've got to help this guy. He's a Bitcoiner. So he will take payments in Bitcoin. If you know the UK map, that, that point that goes down 
to the left as you're looking at the map is the southwest of the UK. And this is down in the southwest. It's a beautiful part of the United Kingdom. And Exmoor is a national park and it is stunning. If you don't believe me, you can scroll down and you can look at that YouTube video. Now, if you're looking for holidays where you can choose to either pay in Bitcoin or in crappy fiat and get a discount using my code there, then I would encourage you to check it out. You can scan that code. It will take you straight to the website. I would at least go check it out. The guy that runs it, Chris, is a lovely guy. He's a Bitcoiner. He's been in the rabbit hole, I think, either the same time as me or a bit longer than me. I can't quite remember. Or are we both class of 2017? Maybe we are. But seriously, anywhere in the world, Check this out because he will accept payment in Bitcoin. Now, maybe right now you don't want to do that. But in the future, when more and more people are using a, a Bitcoin circular economy, it might be great when your Bitcoin's mooned that you want to, you know, take a few hundred thousand Satoshis or whatever it is and buy your family a luxury holiday. And if I'm not mistaken, I even believe there's one property on this site that holds up to 21 people. If I'm not mistaken, Chris, if you're watching, maybe you will um, put me right on that. But people do check it out. I think it's absolutely superb. We are going to check it out and use one of his um, uh, cottages um, sometime in September ourselves because I want to know what I'm recommending on my show, if that makes sense. My quote of the day, you know I love quotes. And this is another one from Albert Einstein. Once you stop learning, you start dying. It is so true. Learners are earners and earners are learners. And if you learn and you don't stop learning, there's always something to learn. I've said this a million times before, people. You know, how many people have ever died and then come back? No, nobody's died before and come back. Well, depending on what you believe in. So therefore, don't we have to learn that experience of taking our final breath and our final journey isn't that a learning process as well? Isn't it a learning process when we're maybe lying on our bed, deathbed and looking back over our life? What could we have done differently? That's all part of learning. But in terms of Bitcoin, the more you learn, the more podcasts you watch and you gather, you store stuff in your head, the more stronger hand, Bitcoin hand, you will have I promise you, I'm living testament of that. Six and a half years ago, I'd never even heard the name. I didn't know what Bitcoin was. I didn't know what cryptocurrency was. So be a learner. You won't go far wrong. Now, if you want to support the show and you do not have to, I don't monetize the show. I don't do the show for financial gain. But if you are somebody that thinks, well, he's making an effort here. There's obviously a fair bit of research goes in many hours to produce it. You'd be dead right. Maybe I'll drop him a few sats. Well, there are three addresses there. Now, have a look at them. They've changed people. My wallet of Satoshi address has changed from Edgy Slice 23 to UKBM. Now, we're okay in the UK. Wallet of Satoshi still functioning. So if somebody wants to drop me a tip there, I will then move it straight out to my Phoenix wallet. But you can use it. There's a great one there recommended by the awesome Rocky Palumbo, UKB, UKBM at getmash.cash. Another Lightning Wallet. It's all there. There's a buy me a cup of coffee in Fiat if you want to. Again, you don't have to do any of that, people. Um, I'm just saying if you do want to support the show, you can do it there. One last thing. Again, 
check out my link in the show notes. It will take you to all my social media links. And actually, that's going to come up as I wrap the show up. Um, Come and join the channel on Thursday. Again, 6 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, Yeah, there's going to be an interview there. Um, I'm hoping you're going to enjoy it. I know I will. Um, So come and join me. Uh, Beyond that, all it leaves me to say is please retweet this. Please share it out with people so we can get more eyeballs on it. Um, I'm so excited that I'm just hit over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I'm personally excited about. So that's great. But for now, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. A great next two or three days. And the show will be back on Thursday. So come and join us. Here's my social media links. I'm off. Cheerio.